Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> Mike, I need a large yeah. inanimate object. <laughs> A large, my penis, duh. Penis. Inanimate, exactly. Very accurate. It is extremely accurate, actually. Yes. Super accurate. Wait, 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 I'm going to collect. It's actually still there. Uh, still there, I guess. Shoulder shriveled in 30 degrees to the left. There's a rat called Radis. He's a leader of the bunch. A cat called Mardigliana. She's fluffy, but she's tough. Hello and welcome to the Ferals Podcast. I'm your host, Monkey Boy, and I'm joined by Swinny. And a tumbleweed rolls by. Mike. This is episode 57, April's Fools. April's Fools. Oh, wow. That's a shocker. Episode 14, April Fools. Tried to make a little April Fool myself, but I've made myself a fool. I'm not going to do the social media stuff because no one tweets to us or likes us or visits our website apart from us. So I'll move straight into the program. Um, so the episode opens with Mixie and Moddy trying to play a prank on Darren unsuccessfully. Uh, and then we see that Radis has retired from the caper. At, at this stage, was he wearing his little cool suit? I couldn't remember. No, I don't think so. No, no, he wasn't. You're right. You're right. Um, so Radis has announced that he's retired from the game, retired from doing the April Fool's gagging that he, and he's renowned as the king of April Fool's. And Moddy is now planning to do the best April Fool's. But isn't that, um, the, immediately I'm like, that that's the best setup ever. When someone says, nah, I'm retired, I don't do this anymore. Well, I, I, my first note, Radis retired from the caper, dash, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, come on. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the setup here is that everyone is just trying to do April Fool's to each other, apart from Joe. Joe's the only person in the episode that isn't trying to play pr- play, uh, play pranks on each other. Ironic given his name's Joe King, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that was good. That's not no, bad. That good. That's not bad. Yeah, I never, didn't think of that. Um, actually, when I think about it, like, every character that's recurring on the show is playing pranks apart from Joe. Hmm. And, of course, Radis. Radis is retired, right? Of course, yes. Um, so, then we see Darren, Mixie, and Moddy in... What are they called, like, bandanas? The, like, little eye patch things that go... Like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style? I was... I've always called them bandanas. Yeah, I thought they were bandanas. But aren't bandanas but just the ones that go on your forehead? <laughs> That's what I thought just then. Mm. I wrote bandanas. Like the karate yeah. kid. He was a bandana. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the general description for it. So they're wearing bandanas over their eyes. It's exactly like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, breaking into Robbie and Lenny's place, trying to play a prank on them. Which Lenny spots from a mile away. And then we see the setup of Robbie and Lenny trying to play pranks on each other. The only thing that I like picked up on this is how violent Moddy is to Darren. <laughs> and this is a recurring theme in this episode. Did you guys spot anything in this? I don't know. It's just kind of like a bit of silly stuff, isn't it? I think um, Mixie started getting a mean streak in this episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's definitely a bit later. Because um, basically, Moddy is in charge at this stage, and we see later that, that whoever's in charge of the prank starts to rotate. Um, so at this stage, Moddy's in charge. Uh, so the next thing is that we see Lenny trying to play tricks on Robbie and failing. Um, Robbie's trying to play a trick on Lenny by doing this hip hip hop handshake. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because this is the, very much the time of the Bloods and the Crips, um, oh. early nineties. You had like West Coast gangster rap and things like that, East Coast gangster rap, um, and all the handshakes trying to identify yourself as, uh, like you're a rapper from this group or uh, sorry, you're a rapper, you're a gang member from a certain gang um so i think that's a reference there it's a bit weird to be in the kids show um i, I the first thing i thought was black music handshake <laughs> i know that's what i thought as well you know what there is a lot of references to to rap and black culture or not rap but like you know what i mean black culture in this show hmm. this is like the third time it's come up or maybe i'm adding in the time that you got that it's when you made that edit Anyway, but I guess back um, in 1994, it was it was pretty big, wasn't it? The whole rap scene, as you said. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Oh, it was massive in 94. Mm. It, so like, it's like pretty much a than it is. Being mm-hmm. such a historian of the genre that I am, mm-hmm. well, you, you do know your music. I have to admit. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not big like big in the 90s rap in terms of like my knowledge, though. Yeah. Monkey, I mean, Monkey Boys, that's more his area, so... Yeah, I mean, in that time you had, like, the big ones, like Public Enemy, Tupac... Uh, Who's not yeah, dead Biggie yet? Smalls... Who? Tupac. He's alive, right? <laughs> okay. You know, of course not. So you had Ready to Die, you had, like, some really big albums at that time, Naz, I think that was 94, like, Cypress pretty much Hill. a lot of the stuff. Actually, uh, I can't even believe I forgot... Um, Tina Turner. Uh, what... Oh, jeez, I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. His Snoop album dropped Dogg in 94. You had Dr. Dre, Chronic. Snoop Dogg. That was like 93, 92. So, like, most of the classic albums that I listened to are around this time period. But I don't think... It was pretty big, but it was, it's not kind of like how, it, how it's big now, in a weird way, where it's, like, consistently number one on the charts mm. uh, for a lot of hip-hop and rap songs. But anyway, um, my notes said Joe and the Illuminati. I think that uh, was the Freemasons. In reference to him trying to join this, yeah. This, well, it wasn't the Freemasons. It was the Musk well, here's, Oxen Club. Here's the here's another like reference. Do, 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 do. Prepare yourselves. Do, 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 do. Sorry, um, we need to make a little uh, intro for these uh, mic references. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little later <laughs> in episode fourteen. Uh, so the Musk, the Musk Oxen, not the masked Oxen, as I thought it was at first. You know, he wears that big hat. <laughs> of course, you did. That that Oxen hat. Yeah. I reckon that's a reference to the lawyer, uh, the loyal order of the water buffaloes from the Flintstones. Do you guys remember that episode? Ah, uh, where they're you know all wearing what? those furry the- buffalo hats? 
No, I think you're right. I thought it. You know, there's a Simpsons episode where yeah, but I, that's I think there's a club. There is, yeah, yeah. The the oh, and that's uh, that must be referencing the Flintstones as well. I, I reckon it. Well, that's that's a direct stab at the Freemasons. Yeah, or as is the Buffaloes yeah. from the Flintstones. Isn't it like who controls? Do 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 we control? Can you can you dub that in somehow? Oh, who keeps the Martians under That's wraps? It. We, we do. We do. Yeah, I can't remember. I used to know that song pretty well. Anyway, not so well now. Um, yeah, I think your memory's failed you on that one. The other thing I wrote down was Joe's Stanford shirt. Did you guys notice that? Oh. I love how yes. it's like... It's, I did. That's, a, that's actually really cool, because that's such a subtle... That's not for the kids at all. Kids aren't there at eight to twelve years old going, Oh Stanford, do you get that? Do you get what they're trying to set up there as a character? So Oh god, I, I like don't that. even know, so What do you mean? Um, I mean I know it's a university, but I don't know what it really uh implies, so Well, I it's like one of the Ivy League schools in the States. So it's yeah, kind of I- like the sense that you know, it'd be like Melbourne University in Australia or whatever, like a leaning institution. It's aspirational. It's, you know, where all the smart people go. So, like, Joe's associating himself. It's like wearing a Harvard shirt, really. Was that I it? if he actually ended up getting into his uh, exam, uh, into his course or not. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's failed that, but he's going for his Stanford exam. So, you know, because <laughs> that, really, right? that was really subtle after him. Because, you know, obviously the whole thing about Freemasonry used to be that you joined them and you'd made business connections and things like that. So yeah. I'd assume that's a stab at this. Well, right? I didn't really know that. that, but yeah. Well, that was one of the things, you know, you, you would socialize and you'd meet people from from sort of different businesses and that was the whole point of having, you know, being part of that group and it would help your I career. Swear, I thought I thought all of those things are about just drinking and smoking oh, and Not women. the Freemasons. Because, like... <laughs> Definitely not the Freemasons. Well, I mean... Really? <laughs> At the Illuminati, I maybe. I just assume... <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> I just assume just because it's like... A lot of that stuff was frowned upon, so, you know, it's sort of like you're in the club, so you can't dob each other in or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, and further in this scene, they set up the fact that Radis P. Radis, which I like how they called him Radis P. Radis again. <laughs> He's actually referred to that a lot in this episode. Um, the big cheese of April that, Fools. Exactly. But then he goes... the king of April He Fools. calls himself Radis P. Genius. Does he? Do you guys pick that up? Yeah. When does he call himself that? Um, when he's talking to himself uh, before the ferals really? come into the room. Is this like uh, Lenny thinking <laughs> that he's going to make love to lots of beautiful women? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I was think thinking so. the same thing. It may well be. <laughs> Do you remember when it is? Uh, it, it would have been just, just after the, the introduction of... Uh, it, it's before the quote around Princess Puss of Practical Pranks proceeding. Oh, you've, you've ruined it. I was oh, going to... Sorry. Oh, sorry. That's the only reference I had. You've stolen it. And Let's rewind. I don't even think you said it right. Can I, can I just say it? Or do, you, do you have the exact quote, Swinney? Um... Let me just find my notes. Sorry, because I've been... Because I've got it exactly. Okay. Mike's ruined it. I'm sorry, everyone. Wait, wait, let's see if we can say it at the same time. Starting from Princess. Ready? Princess Princess Puss Puss of of Practical practical Pranks pranks Proceeding. proceeding. Pray tell. Pray tell. There you go. (laughs) Hey, I said the same thing. The timing timing was a bit off. (laughs) Okay, let, let me just say, 
Princess Puss of Practical Pranks Proceeding. Pray tell. So I thought that was pretty funny. Ah, uh, it was awesome. But yeah, Mike ruined it. So, yeah. <laughs> you gotta write I'm these so things down. I did write it down. That's how I ruined it. Because I wrote it down Mike- and I remembered it. <laughs> But Mike just writes his notes on his hands, so the more he sweats, the more... <laughs> I know, it's that. just this... What? He wants to make love to beautiful women? I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Uh, <laughs> Ink dripping down my hand. Uh, Darren, Mixie, and Moddy go back to the shed dejected. Uh, and this is the part where Radis is in his suit. Yes. How, like, oh, it's Mike, so good. How, Mike, how would you describe this suit? Pimpin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sweeney, did you notice anything in that scene when he's he's wearing the suit and standing around I love there's one thing I just wanted to mention whenever Radis was in this episode he was kind of looking away and talking all the time (laughs) yeah I know and I can't remember if it's in the first scene um, with the suit but it was you knew obviously he was up to something they're not hiding that fact but it was acted so well the the voice acting was perfect I loved it it was awesome. It was awesome. The thing that I noticed in this scene, and you guys have to go back and watch it, is that there's a painting of Radis that he's, like, standing right next to. I see. I didn't notice it. Yeah. And it looks like the Kramer, in my mind, at least. You know the Kramer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that... That was... The painting was of Kramer? the Kramer, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well before. Like, uh... Oh, actually, sorry. Been around the well same before time. What I'm talking about. Seinfeld came out in 89, right? Uh, the Kramer one's a fairly hmm. early episode. I thought no, nah, I thought the Kramer was way later. Oh. I might be wrong about that. But, I think hmm. that the Kramer was definitely wasn't early in the the whole uh, Seinfeld thing. I was like, I think it was like mid in the whole Kramer. Yeah, I thought that was so. one of the late things that they did. Oh shit! Unlike Burger King, I don't know anything about this. this. So, well, it's not. Look, I I just went back to see what it was. It's. I'm probably going a bit too far to say it's like the Kramer, to be honest, when I look at the, the image. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's a, well, no, it's a, I think it's a painting of Radis, um, with a, a, what do you call it? You know, those hats when you graduate? I don't know what those hats are called. There's a name uh, for them. Oh, damn it. I, yeah, that's graduation. It's a, called a water, uh, I think it's called like something like a waterboard or something. Something bored or something? <laughs> Here's, not, Here's an, interesting, uh, an interesting That's fact. Scary. Every year in the US, um, over 5,000 people are hospitalized because of the hats falling on their head. <laughs> that is uh. such an urban legend, you idiot. I don't know. I just made it up, so probably. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, did you? Yes. Sorry, I said waterboard. It's mortarboard. <laughs> mortarboard? <laughs> yeah, like a mortar, like, you know, like a cannon mortar. Mortarboard. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. But don't so ask I, I me why. The, it was it's like the... to protect them from mortar shells or something. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's I why they're the all getting hospitalised. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yes, it's going to protect me from mortars. Oh, no, I'm in hospital. Damn. I actually remember I, when I did my uni graduation and I had to wear one of those stupid hats. Mm. And the whole suit, I, I swear, from my from my memory, it was like 130 bucks. Yes. Higher. To hire, yeah. And, like, I wasn't told this until the day... And I get there, and I didn't want to do the graduation thing. I just wanted just send me the bloody degree in the post. I don't give a crap, right? And I was just like, I was disgusted. I was sorry, like, why sorry. Am I having to pay all this crap. Degree? You mean two degrees? Well, yeah, he didn't want to brag. Post, but 
<laughs> Come on. He, he's a humble guy. I mean, what, exactly. what kind of self-centered uh, nerd studies a double degree? Yeah, I know. I know. Fool. What a fool. It's Me? too full on. Um, I did. I did. <laughs> I think that's all. Like, so it's hard for people in the States to understand, but that's actually almost the standard in Australia these days. A double degree. Study two, both, yeah, two degrees. Oh, yeah. Okay. Standard? Really? Oh, everyone I work with, almost almost everyone Sorry. has a double degree. Sorry, John. It's it's a standard in wankery. <laughs> <laughs> it's a standard in the banking sector. Okay, maybe. maybe. Sorry, banking? Yeah, banking? Look, yeah. I forget. One of the two. <laughs> The that's factory. called Very. that's called choose your own uh, punchline there, Mike. You didn't need to fill it in. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Spacing and timing. Um. Anyway, I sent you guys a link to the painting, so you don't have to go back. Not that you will. Then we have the scene that Mike ruined with the Princess Puss of Practical <laughs> pranks proceeding. Pray tell. Um. So Moddy's failed miserably here, and Darren and Mixie want to vote on who's going to be the leader of the Ferals doing the pranking, with Radis not participating because he's out of the prank game. Wait, um, before they don't we, actually... Sorry, I was just going to yeah, mention, yeah, one thing I, I remember about Radis now is that he reminded me of Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad. Mm. For some reason, the whole when he had the whole desk... Have not watched. Please don't spoil. <laughs> it's not spoiling anything. It basically, to me, looks like a like a shyster, like a dodgy kind of wheeler dealer kind of guy. So, uh, can I? Yeah, okay. Look, I got the vibe that he was just like a mafia character. For, like <laughs> from this scene, I was like, man, this guy, he's like a mafia character. And then what happens later with Joe? I'm like, <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> yeah. what the mafia does. Um, can I quickly ask a question anyway. about um, Breaking Bad before we move on? Uh, spoiler alert. Without for spoiling for anything. Yeah, go on. Okay. Okay. Does Sean... Sorry, okay. Does... Conversation over. Conversation over, yes. <laughs> does Sean Bean die in that? <laughs> <laughs> you know he's actually in the show, right? That's a, that's a pretty funny really? thing that you just said. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. It's not April 1st, so you can't pull my leg. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to listen to this podcast on April 1st next year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Little league. Oh, by the way, sorry. You go, could you could listen to it the day before April Fools. Oh, one thing. One thing. Since we're on the topic of of it not being April first, April first, nineteen ninety four was a Friday, <laughs> according to my little okay. research. Now, so it was Friday the thirteenth. Actually, that's a good point. Well, what do you mean the thirteenth? <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Got me there. I'm really tired. Um, no, what what I was going to raise before I made a fool of myself was that I know these guys are all at, at uni and stuff, but are they are they just home all day? Like no jobs, nothing. Joe doesn't do anything every day of the hey, week. That's a good point. Not doing anything? That's it. I Robbie, like Robbie has thinking. A, Robbie has a job. She delivers pizza. Yeah, but she's home all day. Yeah, but no, look, we don't, what, we, it's not like Big Brother we have to see. This isn't like 24, the show 24, we're seeing them every hour of every day. Yeah, okay, 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 that's fair enough. Yeah, it's not like Big Brother. This is edited. This is this is construed in certain ways. It's, this is more realistic. <laughs> <There's> sexual tension. <laughs> um, what I would this, say... This has less turkey slapping. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how Robbie turkey and Lenny... Slapping. 
how Robbie and Lenny are trying to outprank each other. Some of the Robbie some of the pranks that they try. Lenny? Calm down, calm come down. Come on, come on. I'm not sure that works, but um, strap on. So arms. Robbie, Robbie tries the what I wrote is classic bucket trick. Have you guys ever done that? I've done that. Uh, no, that's an that's an asshole prank. Yeah, seriously. I've done it and no, it worked. Never done it. How really? People don't notice there's a there's a bucket in a door. You would I never notice. I'd, it. I'd just go to push You'd the door. Never notice like, it. You leave it ajar yeah, and it will fall. On that's me. true. Or it will fall like on the other side <laughs> and fail. I wouldn't be pissed that it fell on my head. I'd be pissed that it, like it fell on the carpet and probably splashed oh, yeah, the TV. Yeah. Stuff. No, like it's that. it's a super annoying. It's super annoying. Like, this, I'm not saying it's good. It's super in this, annoying. In the part where Rob was setting up the bucket, did you like the uh, Be Suburban poster? Oh, I missed that. I was it trying was to look right, at some of the posters. It was right in, like, in your face on the screen. And that's for anybody who doesn't Damn. know, that's the the band for, for te- the Australian singer Tex Perkins. So. Tex Perkins. God, get loyal, son. But that's a yep. different band. Oh, no, that's the band, isn't it? Be Suburban? <laughs> I've forgotten. I'm going to pretend um, that I know the answer, but I'm just going to move on. I just try to remember, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so these are the four pranks that they try to pull on each other: <laughs> the bucket trick, blue chalk on a blue towel. Oh, that's glued. such a good. That's such a good trick. That's a I, good one. I'm, oh, I've never heard of that. That's awesome. I know. I never heard of it. Uh, glued rollerblades and shaving cream in headphones, which is the most idiotic. <laughs> that's so. That'd be so. The annoying. other three work, but the other three re- work. The shaving cream is just. St- so dumb. Like, it, no, they just I run can, out of ideas. Yeah, but the shaving cream, if it's one of those headphones that kind of go over the ears, hmm. yeah, it could work so really like, well. Now, it's going to ruin the headphones. <laughs> Careful. But I don't think, it, I don't think people take this up as a new, a new noise-canceling technology. <laughs> I think I, I think if the headphones were, like, white, you nah, it, No one's falling for that. No one's well, falling for that. Well, no one besides I don't know. Joe King. Yeah, but, you know, people buy Beats by Dre all the time, so I reckon those <laughs> people would probably get it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, the blue chalk one's good, but that's a dick move. Like, oh, that chalk that, would just go that everywhere. That would be so good, though. That's that's <laughs> awesome. If you wanted to get someone back, that would be perfect. What's the best prank you guys have done? Because I must have been, I haven't really done that many oh. pranks. I actually think, in general, pranks are, you know, it's a bit of a dick move. Because it's like preying on the sort of assumptions that you have in life, you know. It kind of puts you on edge all the time. Yeah, like now, never using know, blue towels April again. 1st, well, look, like, I'll, I'll say this. On April 1st, I don't read the news. I don't read any websites. Mm. I just avoid it because it's boring. Yeah. It doesn't interest me. Um, it's lame, you know. So, but pranks, I don't know. I think I put some pranks on people, but, you know, they kind of, like, went badly. Um, where people got upset or something. Yeah. John, John, uh, sorry, Swinney, Swinney has the best, best example of this with, uh, do you remember what I'm talking about, Swinney? With you and your mum? The prank? What? <laughs> okay, I'll say. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not clicking on that one. No, no, okay, okay, I'll say. It. So, <laughs> I remember this. So, you know, we grew up together, obviously. And Swinney was saying that one day, he put all like tomato sauce all on your neck or your mouth or your wrists or something. Oh, oh what? I forgot about this. <laughs> and his oh mom came god. home and she's like, "Oh my god, he's dead!" Oh. <laughs> and so he's like, "No, such surprise. an emo kid back then surprise. as well." So it makes sense. <laughs> I was, I was a totally emo kid. <laughs> and how did your mom react? Do you remember? No, by the way, this this was like when I was like 
I must have been like 11 or 12 or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, was she disappointed no. what it wasn't true? <laughs> you know, when did I tell you that, Monkey Boy? I oh, know. Like, I've 14 I don't or 13. I think I've probably thought of that since like <laughs> year seven in high school. Yeah, oh no, honestly, God. you probably told me back then. Okay. All right. Let's, so, let's getting back on. to the episode. Yeah. Um, so, now we have. So, that was the end of Robbie and Lenny. They decided to join forces instead of prank each other. Um, like and then we have Mixie, who's now in charge of the pranks of the ferals. Uh, and they, this is the part that Sweeney was saying where she says that she wants to... She does, Like, at first it sounds like she's being really nice, that she doesn't want to prank anyone. She's like, oh, no, I just want to, you know, prank certain people. Keith and Kylie and their friends. I was like, wow, that's pretty evil. What did you, what Keith, did you think of that, Sweeney? I was thinking Keith and Kylie had friends. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that as well. I was like, "Who are the friends?" <laughs> um, um, I love she. She's speaking with I think Tomodi, and she's like, "Now move it." <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, Mixie's character is pretty consistent, and then every now and then is completely like out there. Yeah, she goes like, becomes very like aggressive and everything. It's kind of weird. Um, and then we hear the. There's a pest inspector, and you hear this loudspeaker, you know, distorted megaphone type voice. Like, they're going to, you know, open up the shed and kill all their sort of pests, which the ferals perceive themselves as. Um, this is a part where... Oh, so I didn't have the setup. Mixie, actually, is her... Her... her what's it called? Her prank has got is involving putting sneezing powder in envelopes and sending it to people. That's what I didn't now, set up. Now, sneezing powder, surely that's not a thing. Um, yeah, it is. What Probably just, would you, other you than serious? a joke item, what, is it a, just a joke item? I don't know. No. What yeah, it's like a joke it? thing. Okay, I was, I was yeah, going to uh, say, it's like, a, it's like a fart cushion. Okay, like something <laughs> that only exists for joke purposes. Okay. Well, yeah, and to be honest, I think... Surely. To be honest, I think most of it's just pepper anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like... Um, I think it's just white pepper mostly, but yeah, yeah, it definitely exists, but yeah, you're right. It's not exists for any other reason. Um, and I think it's because of Moddy punching Darren in the face. Is that the reason why he gets his no, nose they, buried they in start, the sneezing powder? They start panicking and then yeah, Darren, yeah. I think, just falls over. Now, I've put a link there in the There is a chat. reason why he did, but I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. I put a link in the chat. Um, yeah. To something that Darren reminded me of. Now, it's not exactly a lookalike, but uh, I hope that you uh, get the <laughs> reference. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This is—I was thinking the exact same thing <laughs> when I saw it. So, so his nose is completely covered in powder, white powder, sneezing powder, but white powder, white powder, <laughs> white powder, no scanny. Um, it's exactly the the object that I was talking about before. Do you think that the the creators of the show knew, or like were specifically not referencing that the movie that you've included? Uh, like, are we going to say what the movie is? Yeah, well, I've just put a picture of Tony Montana from Scarface hmm. yeah. when, in just before the final shootout, he's got his table full of cocaine and he's just dipped his face into it. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it looks like. Darren's just, uh, you know, just got a little scar face on the uh, on the sneezing powder. 
Yeah, but it, surely they, they there's a bit of a wink and a nod there. Yeah, possibly, but it's like anything. You could probably, like like we often do here, infer something from nothing. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty pretty crazy, because you've got to remember the late 80s, early 90s. That was like, you know, cocaine, cocaine, cocaine everywhere. It was just yeah, crazy. I guess so. Anyway, anyway. Um, by the way, Scarface, I love that movie. Mm. That is like Brilliant one of the film. best movies ever. Um, okay, a lot of my little friend. Uh, 70, is Scarface a 70s or 80s movie? This is a quiz. You might know the answer, but... Uh, 1980? 80s, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. 83, isn't it? No, you got it right on the button. 1980. Oh, yeah. You know the reason why I know specifically? It's because well, I... we had... Go on. We were actually... Um, I had to go to an 80s dress-up party, and I I convinced my, <laughs> my, my friend to go as Tony Montana because he kind of looked like him. Uh-huh. And people were arguing, that's not an 80s movie. And we're like, it's 1980. That's 80s. Done. Yeah. I only know, the only reason why I thought it was, I definitely knew it was the 80s, but the only reason why I thought 1980s, because, you know, IMDb and everything, I'm always looking at it. So, but you know, it's set in the 70s, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was filmed in the 70s, of course. No, but it's set in the 70s. Yeah, but see, when you go to a dress-up party about films... It's when the films are set that counts, right? Not when the film was actually made. No, no. It but was, he said eighties films. Anything? No, it's just anything from the eighties. No, no, no. I I agree with what John, uh, what Swinney is. Who's John? Uh, who, I don't what know. Swinney is saying. <laughs> I don't know. I agree. Yeah, but <laughs> see, if I was the host, <laughs> I, wait, 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 wait. Listen, listen. I agree with what Swinney's saying. If you wear a Tears in the Rain outfit, you know what the reference there is. <laughs> yeah. If you wear uh, uh, you know, yeah, but I'm trying to think about this, like a Star Wars. I would only wear, but what like I'm saying a, is, I would only wear a Tears in the Rain outfit set. if the film was set in like 2000 something. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, That's would. stupid. You know, no, but, you know because, it includes those films. Yeah, but no, what I'm trying to say is that the film is set. It's not when it's set; it's when it's in made. A different, yeah, it's known as an 80s film. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that counts. Like, so that. if someone said. Like, do an 80s film and you come as, you know, like a, a stormtrooper or something like that. You're saying, oh, don't do that because that was that was thousands of years ago. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to well, say? that's a bit of a hard one because it's not necessarily thousands of years. It's all relative, right? I don't, I don't want to get into the whole discussion about when Star Wars is actually set. Well, I'm saying it was well, a long, long time ago. It's a tricky one. So, so if someone said... Do something a long, long time ago, and you come as a Star Wars outfit. No, but when you say a long, long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> That'd be the far, biggest far away, it's like, yeah, that that would be an awesome troll because I know, I to prove that. Wrong. I remember what you'd have to do is t- print out uh, like the opening crawl yeah. a long, long time Stick ago. It on and just yourself. have it in your pocket. Anytime <laughs> anybody says Star Wars, that's like that's sci-fi. That's the future. Long, that's long time ago. Also, you could ruin. You could ruin um, Battlestar Galactica, the, the new, the reboot of that. Why? By coming as a Battlestar Galactica character. Wait, there's a re- as See, in there's I a more recent show, reboot? So you've, or just, like- you've just spoiled something for me. You mean there's a third reboot or we're talking about the second reboot? Like the f- the first reboot they did. Okay, okay. This what do you mean the second Battlestar reboot? Galactica podcast. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> we're already at the one I would love mark. to do a Battlestar Galactica <laughs> podcast, but anyway. Um, okay, so getting back to it. So, 
<coughs> I wrote this as Joe being tricked by Raddus, but I theoretically it's not meant to be like that. Raddus is acting like he is Calabrese. He's a part of the Ingre- Ingreti. He's a part of the Mafia. <laughs> He's got a protection racket happening with Joe. And Joe's his only victim. <laughs> Which is very oh, no. not like the right the mafia, but well, he and knows that he's the he's the easy uh, target, but he's the mark. <laughs> we've just established in the last couple of episodes that they were getting pretty buddy buddy. Yeah. So Radis has just turned turned complete one eighty. Oh no, Radis has got a lot of See, integrity. I, I I have issues with the continuity planning people. There's there's just no continuity in this. Why? Well, because yeah, they were like best buddies in the last episode, and all of a sudden he's just turning against yeah. them. It's like the characters don't. Okay. Go from episode to episode. They were best buddies. They were best buddies. But what were they both trying to do? They were both trying to rip each other off, remember? That Radis was playing card tricks while he was playing poker with him. And then Joe was trying to learn from Lenny card tricks uh, so right. he could pull out, like, so aces not, and stuff. And so they were, what, what, what's the term for that? Like, a, an alliance formed out of convenience or something? Or No, I think they're friends, but they there's, there's no honor amongst these thieves. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well said. <laughs> Um, I do like the name <laughs> when Radis is talking about it. Radis P. Radis Practical Joke Insurance. I like. I love. I, I actually laughed a lot at that. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just. I kind of wasn't expecting what he was trying to do. And when, well, he, said, when he said Practical we- Joke Insurance, it just made me laugh so much. Especially you working in the insurance game. So yeah, and you're always having to go at me. Bloody hell, working in the insurance game. That's the biggest scam of all. But um. <laughs> We make yeah, money no. from nothing. <laughs> we make money from the average of things happening, <laughs> not exceeding the money that we get in. Anyway, um, so yeah, like this is a very obvious thing. I don't know if it's obvious for kids. I think it's pretty hammed up, so maybe it would be. Um, I don't know why I'm obsessed about if kids would enjoy this or understand stuff like this. But anyway, seems to be an ongoing thing with me. I think it's um, important because this is a kid's show. It's not like a... A Simpsons where it was screened in prime time. This was screened mm. during like kids' hours on our national network. So that, no, that's a really good question. Kids. Do you remember when it was screened? Did I ask? A, oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, look, I <laughs> did I, just I ask remember. a question? <laughs> <laughs> I look, I I remember it. Watching it in the mid nineties, that's all I can say. And it used to it used to run. I'm pretty certain it ran all the way up until like 2000 at least. No, you're right. It ran. I think when I checked it, it was 2003. Last time it was broadcast. Um, yeah, it was definitely between three and six p.m. Just not sure where it's at. I think it's one of those shows that they just ran and nobody ever paid attention to it. So. Which is a mm. shame because, as we've seen so far, it's it's a hidden gem. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, so Robbie and Lenny, which uh, yeah, it's obvious at this stage is Robbie and Lenny doing this pest in- inspector trick. They lure Mixie Moddy and Darren into the front of the car, and then they lock it. My only note here was, don't they know not to lock car- uh, pets in cars? Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. What are they trying to teach the kids here? Um, Mixie looked but, utterly terrified. Yes, she did. In that I know, really. She had some, yeah. some air to breathe. Looked terrified. Looked okay. She was well, safe. One, one thing I thought, because, you know, you could see her in the grill. 
I'm like, can't you just get out? This is like <laughs> open. And, not uh, really, because you know, there's like a my... person's hand up your butt, so probably not. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I question, what were Robbie and Lenny actually planning on happening? Now, did they say that they were going to come back and open it up? Or were they just going to yeah, leave yeah, them Yeah, no, no, they in? said 30 minutes. 30 minutes, I'll leave them in there. 30 minutes! At this point, the ferals haven't done anything to them in this entire episode, and they locked them in there for 30 minutes. <laughs> I know. That's that what I'm saying. Really Pranks aren't harsh. Cool. Pranks aren't funny. Like... They're just bad. Yeah, but what? a prank that goes, aha, I got you, and, you know, fired. like, whatever. This is locking somebody, like, in isolation. Well, not isolation, sorry. Like, with three of them in this dark yeah. hood of a car for 30 minutes. You know what would be better? Say, I'm going to get you out in five minutes and then take them out in ten. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, then we have... So, that's the end of that. Like, you know, we see what <clears> happens <throat> to them a little bit later, but... I don't know. I was so bored with that that storyline at this stage. I don't know the whole thing. To be honest, pulling pranks on each other because they're not inventive. It was just really boring me. Um, I actually much preferred the Joe storyline. Oh, uh, the Joe pranks were good. They were good. <laughs> the pranks yeah. on Joe. So Joe <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when Joe was coming back in uh, to Lenny and Robbie's place, he's looking for Robbie, and for me, I was like, this looks like a dating show. Like, because he was like, Robbie, Robbie, <laughs> looking around and he's got some Joe, flowers for her. Joe just walked in. Now, it what if wasn't making obvious. That- <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know he was yelling for Robbie, so it's not like he's sneaking around, but does he, are they at that level of, like, neighbours where he can just walk into the You mean house? like my neighbour? Yeah. <laughs> It's a Kramer, Kramer style relationship. I'm, I'm kind of laughing, but it's true. So <laughs> you really do. But who's the Kramer? That's what I want to know. Not me. Well, I'm kind of more the Kramer, <laughs> but I don't do that to him. So it's it's weird. Spe- what happened the first time that he went into your place? Nothing. Why? I just pulled like, my I mean, pants like, up and but- it was fine. Why? <laughs> Close the door. Close the door. I know it. You guys remember what? Remember the story uh, about the really conservative religious uh, neighbors that I used to have? Yeah, the old lady. Yeah, the old lady. And one day I had, you you know, keep it, keep it clean, Mike. I'll keep it clean. So anyway, anyway, they were at home. They were at home, and I went and I did my deed. Because uh, girlfriend wasn't what, in their place, the <laughs> no, in my own place, <laughs> in their house, in their own house. They just, just they left the door unlocked. You went in their house and did I the deed. <laughs> no, I was in, I was in the comfort of my own home by myself, and then I didn't really, it didn't click. I had the blinds open, and to get to their place, I had to Mike, go past Mike, my place. Mike, do you realize that this story is going up on the internet? I don't care. It happened. It's true. <laughs> Anyway, long story short, <laughs> she walks yeah, that's past. That's the rule. That's the rule that you got to look. If it happened and it's true, you got to tell everyone. <laughs> she walks past just as I walk past the blinds with my ding dong hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking through the blinds because you can't sort of help yourself when you walk past. You kind of look through. And then she immediately okay, turns let, her head let me back. Just state that he keeps walking. Wait, wait. She wouldn't look, dude. She wouldn't look Mike, me in the face. Mike like a lives month. in like. Can, can can I just ask a question? Did you finish? I, I was already <laughs> finished by that stage. Yes. Okay, I'm just clarifying that Mike <laughs> oh, okay. lives in uh, like units where you have to walk past his place to get to their house. Yes, so it's not like they were just walking yeah. like in front of his window, <laughs> just to spy on him, just to spy on me. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what that Mike's doing okay. today. 
Ooh. Guess what? Pretty much what he does every day. Multiple times. <laughs> I've seen Mike's right, face. Move on. Move anyway, on. Move on. Um, so this is a scene where <clears throat> Joe is trying to look for Robbie. So he walks and opens the door. That's when he gets hit by the bucket of water. So he's covered in water. Then he's like, oh, I gotta, you know, clean myself. He grabs the towel, gets all blue chalk on his face. And he he's just, playing- uh, sorry, Joe blew himself. <laughs> well done. Well done. Is that the, I, that I kind surely of, isn't the first Arrested Development reference that we've had. No, it's Could not. Could be, though. Um, I can't think no, of it. No, it's not the first. No, the... Bark, 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 bark. Ah, the, the chicken dance. The chicken dance. Exactly. Exactly. I think um, we've probably referenced it like five times without knowing Probably. It. I reference it all the time. It's ridiculous, that show. Um, and basically, the premise here is that Joe needs Robbie to pretend to be his wife so that he can get acceptance... From the Musk Oxen Club. Musk. They're very See, actually, serious and conservative people. He says it in a great way, like, Robbie, I need you to be my wife. <laughs> Can we just, like, declare it now? Joe is, like, miles ahead of everyone else in terms of best acting, funniest character. Yes, oh, he, he was he, he really good, good in this episode. Is. <laughs> Joe's puppeteer's really good? Yes. No, I'm saying the puppeteers are good, but... Like, that's the best part, is that Joe's actually a puppet. <laughs> How lifelike. <laughs> oh, no, no, like, you're, you're right. really good in this. But he's good wasn't everything. for Joe, he's, he, the character, and obviously me, you know, performing really yeah. well in that character, that this show would really, really um, miss that key element, I think. So. Oh, yeah. I think he he's the most critical character in the show, or actor, and then followed by Radis for me. Yeah. Those- like, if those guys... Like, there's an episode, at least according to IMDb, that Radis isn't in it, which is going to be really interesting to watch that episode. Yeah. That's going to be Keith's episode. He's going to be like, <laughs> I'm leading the film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like uh, season five of Arrested Development, where it's just about the characters and it sucked. Yeah, um, anyway, getting back to the peril. We've got another SML. We need like a sound effect for every reference. <laughs> Previously on the Ferrells podcast. Michael, um, Betty's so horny. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Michael, Daddy horny. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Lenny has a little thought bubble or, you know, an idea. Uh, and then Robbie later decides to say, yep, he's going to help Joe. What I found bizarre about it, given that it's meant to be like a dinner or something, that he said, oh, she asked, what time? And he's like, oh, 11 o'clock. All right, see ya. I'm like, 11 o'clock? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but but these special, uh, you know, these special meetings of these secret organizations, they they have to be discreet. They have to do it all uh, in, you know, the wee hours of the night. Mm. Well, I don't know. Your puppy's no. crying. I can hear it. Yeah. Oh, poor little bastard. I'll just have to put um, a noise, noise gate up. Noise gate? <laughs> yeah, on, Cl- chloroform, On him or, or on the, uh, on the microphone? Just sprinkle a yeah, bit of rubber in rip, like not his dog food. Okay. Now, in the scene where Lenny goes to convince, uh, you know, Robbie to um, supposedly pretend to be Joe's wife, yeah. Joe just randomly puts on the earphones with the... Mm. With the shaving cream, yeah, you just he just picks them up 
Like, it, it was such a lame setup, I gotta say. It was oh, it's terrible. For, for a show that actually is pretty smart in its setups, yeah, that was just I agree. like, okay, Joe's waiting, we need to do something to him. He picks up the headphones and puts them on. Yeah, it makes no I'm sense su- because... I'm surprised I didn't get him to try on the roller skates <laughs> and stuff like that as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poor Joe, it, it doesn't make any sense because it's almost as if music is playing constantly or something. You know what I mean? Like, the logic mm. of it. Why would he just pick it up to to put it on? Like, you, you couldn't even see him play anything. It's not like he's like, oh, okay, there's some new CD I want to play or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Just spitball in here. Um, and now, yeah, we flip back to... Darren Mixie struggling to get Moddy out of the car. So they have escaped, as I thought. Um, and I love the line. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite lines in this episode where they just basically f- flat out say, Oh, I can't get her out because she's too fat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. It's awesome. This is so non PC these days. Um, now Darren is now the leader of, of the little Feral's ragtag X. Radis trying to prank people, and still their target is Keith and Kylie. I thought the idea was really clever. What they had done is they dug a big hole, covered it with twigs, and as Darren was talking it through, oh, it's like from a movie, and then he says, oh, and they walk away from it at the last minute, and which is exactly what Keith and Kylie do. I, I, I thought that's a pretty funny idea. I thought that's like that's a good. It's dangerous, yeah. but. I definitely, yeah, I thought it was actually pretty good, but this whole scene, it just, I don't know, it felt like the early beginnings of, like, gang warfare between the two <laughs> groups. Like, they were going to start <laughs> suddenly, war. like, throwing Molotov cocktails at the shed and... <laughs> well, and- I, I was impressed at how deep the hole is, because, as we see, just, and it's so quick, the cut. I don't know if you guys remember it, but in the background, we see Joe fall into the hole. Yep. And it's seriously like a second. Like, it's yeah, just no, like... It's actually really foul, yeah. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. yeah. It's really good. And this in this whole scene, when uh, actually... When Keith and Kylie were walking up towards the hole, we had an awesome continuous shot of Keith's budgie smugglers. Probably the best yeah. we've ever had in the whole series. <laughs> the, the ECU awesome. and his budgie smugglers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was cool. I actually was looking forward to that bit when um, they were sort of bunchy smugglers. No, that they were panning down because it's like it's clever. It's interesting to see how they do it technically. You know, hmm. they they weren't. You could see that they they're interested in actually trying different things. The uh, creators of the show when they're actually putting oh, yeah, it they together, could, they could just shoot every single scene from you know the ferals waist up, but no, they yeah. do different things. Yeah, they try. They try to do different things, uh, which I like. I appreciate that. Um, then what do we have? We have Joe falling in the hole, and I thought that was really clunky the way they handled that because it wasn't like apparent at all. I, I actually had to put it back, and I was like, "Oh, okay, Joe fell in the hole." I just saw something happen in the background. Oh and- no, I, I, I noticed because oh, I guess okay. I guess I noticed it because it was for me it was obvious that it was going to happen because it's like Joe's everything's happening to Joe. So I'm yeah, like, true. Okay, Joe's going to walk up true. in a second, and yeah, he fell in. So. Yeah, true. Um, now, this is what I've written, but I might have actually been forecasting that Lenny and Robbie, they're, you know, scheming, uh, their prank. And oh, yeah, I, yeah, I am forecasting here when I was writing down these notes. Robbie kept on putting dresses up against Lenny. 
So I was like, oh, okay, something interesting is going to happen, which, uh, you know, we'll talk about later. Um, now we well, fl- I think it, it sealed the deal when she put the earrings up against his ears. True. Okay, you made it super obvious. By, so by, by obviously their scheme is extremely to- obvious that that's their whole plan. <laughs> no, but- no, I know, but, well, I didn't know that until this scene. Okay. Did you know it before yeah. that? How'd you know it before well, that? Because when, when, um, when Lenny walks, Extremely walks obvious. off, he goes, uh, Joe goes, oh, Lenny, I'll never forget this. And Lenny's like, you sure want. And you got it from that. Wow, yes. that's pretty good. Man, you should go, like, work for Law and Order's. Uh, was it SVU? Not or something? really. <laughs> you got that foresight, man. I like out of all the law and orders, you're looking at the sexual victims unit <laughs> just to go, just to you know, appeal to Mike's sensibilities. Are you, are you implying no, my years of experience? I can finally take to my job. Is that what you're saying? Actually, <laughs> the research. You know the funny. Research. The funny thing is that's not actually the one that I had in mind. It was the one with um, criminal intent, that was, right? That's it, criminal uh, intent. But SVU suits. I'll be, I'll be in any of them as long as it's the one where I can go. Oh yeah, like iced tea or something. Anyway, I just want to put some get, sunglasses. This is going on forever. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, it's established that Lenny's cross-dressing. He's got some doubts about it, and but so like, look, I, I was like, oh okay, this is going to be a plan. I thought there might have been more involved in it because it's pretty obvious from the start, right? Uh, I'll tell you what I thought the plan was when we get up to it, but can I just say that and call out that Robbie was saying this is his best idea ever. So I'll come back to this later, but (laughs) she said in this scene, this is his best idea ever. You can't back down. This is your best idea ever. So anyway, now we flip back to Joe who's in the hole and now Radis is saying he's going to be his bodyguard. You know, you've got, you know, do you want this insurance or not? And Joe, I'm actually a bit confused, but Joe has insurance, right? But yeah, so basically, the insurance is that Radis <laughs> won't do anything to Joe. That's the yeah, insurance. that's right, that's right. For an extra fifty bucks, Joe, you can get more cover. Yeah, Joe actually asks um, about the bodyguard <laughs> thing, and Radis actually fobs him off. Yeah, he said that's and not covered in the policy. Yeah, exactly, not covered in the policy. <laughs> and what did you awesome. think when you heard this? In the context that you work in the insurance game. Oh, it was, it, it's like the standard response. <laughs> <laughs> so the way he was acting is like a mafia enforcer. You're like, perfect, perfect behaviors. A plus I was like, effort. did they actually do, did they do, you know, how movie actors go into like spend a, spend a week in prison as uh, some method like acting? That. Did they actually work in an insurance company to get that right? Yeah. And then he said this line, I wrote it down. Cause it, like, I was like, oh, this is a bit some foreboding, this line. Look out. So he paid him the 50 bucks to get him to be a bodyguard or to help him to get more cover. And all Radis said was, look out for the ones who have stayed away from you all day. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit weird. <laughs> so Joe concludes that this is Moddy Mixie and Darren, who he just, and he, he just, just goes nuts. Like, <laughs> He just decides, okay, that's them. He doesn't even, like, think about anyone else. I know, he does Also, by the way, Keith and Kylie haven't disturbed them all day, right? Yeah, of course. Well, like, anyway, you know, so Aunt stupid. Mavis hasn't disturbed him all day. <laughs> Aunt Mavis, I love it. <laughs> Previously on the Ferris podcast. Um, so, Moddy, Mixie, and Darren, who are forcing their way into the shed because it seems to be jammed or something. Come on. Come on. Anyway, it's jammed. They force their way in. 
and they get hoisted up and carried off, and it's Keith and Kylie who have pranked them. They get uh, they get caught by what I've named as the Keith and Kylie connection. So that's uh, KKK. <laughs> I like it. Um, and then Joe breaks in after like trying to find the ferals because they haven't been bothering him. Makes sense. Uh, and he he lands in this box, and I didn't know what this box was. I thought it was like. Uh, the the powder again. Yeah, but, I thought it was the powder. But yeah. that, to be honest, that was probably a bit too obvious. I'm glad they used something else. Well, but... So, do you remember what it was, Swinney? Yeah, it was her Medigliana's kitty litter. <laughs> okay. Why is she... Okay, she can walk around, she can talk. Why is she <laughs> going to the toilet in front of them all? <laughs> right? In the shed? I don't know. I what the hell? <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's um, the ferals, you know, it's deranged you don't need to ask questions that's like true that. that's true so radis is kept out of it at this stage uh and he's walked into the shed and joe's all screwed up and and uh and, joe goes know, nuts and attacks yeah, the ferals exactly which is i think the first time he's actually done that probably yeah that's well yeah maybe no no i like, think he's, actually i think he's actually one of the first times he's physically attacked like what did he do he didn't do anything yeah, he attacks them and like puts them in like bird cages and oh yeah, that's wraps right, them yeah. up and stuff. He just yeah, yeah there's all right. these sound effects. He just goes nuts on them. Oh yeah, you're right. I can't believe I forgot that. Um, yeah, that's right because he's like lost the plot on them and yeah, it, it, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey again. There's a lot of bondage in the show, by the way. It's this fourteenth episode. <laughs> there's three times characters are tied up. And like tied to, you know, poles and stuff. That counts as bondage. I think there's going to be a bit. I think there's going to be a bit more later on, anyway. So, bit more in this episode, or I'll, I'll, you'll, you'll find it. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I actually don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's in, don't, it's in the context of this recording. <laughs> so oh, okay. don't, don't be worried beyond that. <laughs> okay. Um, and so this is something that I, uh, uh, that Swinney and I both noticed. I'm going to play the laugh that Radis has and his reaction to seeing them all tied up, all right? Well, that's funny. What do you think that, right? that, that music in Pulp Fiction? Where, where Bruce Willis and <laughs> uh, Marcellus Wallace. I don't, I don't actually understand. Was that like, did the actor who's playing him, one of the umbilical brothers, supposedly, did he like lose the plot? In, it sounds like he did. Yeah. I don't know. We've never, we've never heard Radis laugh. It sounds like a like hyena. No. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like <laughs> monkey hyena hybrid or something. But it, really even weird. his voice, though, his voice didn't sound like Radis. Maybe it was dubbed. And Radis, like later on the episode, kind of does it again. But it's so weird. Yeah, it's super weird. And when I heard, it, I was like, "Whoa, what the hell?" It just kept on going on and on and on. <laughs> um, and yeah, did anything else happen in the scene? I couldn't even remember. Nah. Nah, it's pretty boring, right? So then we get to, and by the way, have you noticed that the episodes, they've, they've, you know, the concluding scene has dragged on for ages? This one was a massive scene, yeah. Yeah, like the last few episodes, it feels like the last scene where it all comes together, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, 
So this Can't is like where... this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially this episode. Uh, so Joe is preparing for his musk... Musk oxen night? Is that yes. right? Um, musk oxen, musk oxen. That's a horrible moo, word. Moo. Um, so we see Moddy, Mixie and Darren break into his house. We're not really sure what happens there at that stage. And Joe's preparing and he's got the catering. And then what was it? Kylie pops up out of nowhere and is like, yeah. oh, what a have wi- you got for catering? A, uh, a wild Kylie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Um, and she's, I think she, she was the one who asked, right? Yes. Uh, what have you got for the catering? Yeah. What do you got there? Yeah. So he reveals that he's like, oh, I don't, by the way, why would he not know what he's getting catered? That's insane. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I think he probably wondered what the whole serving thing was doing there. So that's why he mm. picked it up. So, cause yeah. obviously they put it there. So, so Oprah, he unveils it and it's, it's Keith's head conveniently. He's like, you, that, that was really full on. <laughs> was. I know. It was so I know. And the kids and would the be crying. You could see under the table in the shots. <laughs> I know. So, okay. His body was not there. <laughs> so, it's not like a person. Let's be clear. It's not like a person. This is a puppet, Keith. So they can easily just detach his head, <laughs> which is obviously <laughs> what they've done. But no, because he walks off. He walks off. So yeah, but in no, the no, but- first shot when he raises it, there's nothing under the table. <laughs> exactly. It's I was impossible. looking for it, and I thought, oh, is he kind of like <laughs> hidden from the side? No, because he's not moving. So yeah, okay. it's definitely they've thought- detached the puppet's head. To me, it looked like they put there an apple was a in cylinder or something under the table. No, no, it's nothing. Okay, I wasn't. I, I could check, but yeah, I'm. Pre- I, I think Swinny's on the money because I, I noticed that as well. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I'm just seeing it again. I, I yeah. Oh, uh, maybe actually. No, there's a there's some stuff there. So maybe maybe you're right, Mike. Mm. Um, but it's pretty disturbing. Um, and I do oh, like the he- lines. Did you guys pick up on what they were saying? The Keith killer. Yeah, Kylie's like. You butcher! You yeah. Keith killer! Yeah. You're quite and the a bit cannibal. that I like the most... <laughs> the bit... Sorry, I don't koala know. Koala cannibal? As if Joe's a koala. <laughs> I know, you idiot. I'm pretty um, sure that's what she said. No, the bit... No, that's what she... She said something about yeah. cannibal, yeah. Oh, she did called she? called quite a, ca- a koala cannibal. <laughs> I like you just jumped yeah, to conclusions that Mike said. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I believe that. Um, anyway... It's funny that you guys picked up on that. My bits that I really liked was what Joe said, of course. He's He said, we weren't close, right? <laughs> I didn't catch that. And then he also said, I didn't even order koala. <laughs> 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 I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Just like, I've, okay, so I've actually said that to some people overseas who don't know much about Australia uh, when I've travelled overseas and... Because I have actually eaten uh, a hell of a lot of Australian animals, like emu, uh, kangaroo, uh, crocodile, all that kind of stuff. I've had it. And people already get disgusted about that. They're like, oh, how can you eat a kangaroo? Why? And then I say, I've eaten koala as well. That becomes beyond a joke for everyone. <laughs> no no one has ever laughed or That's thought that was a funny thing. That's because everyone thinks they're so cute and furry. And you're and- pretty... I think... <laughs> They're not. You're pretty good at deadpanning yeah. your uh, yeah. your statements as and well. And th- this was hardcore deadpan. Like I didn't didn't let them know until like later. But, <laughs> since we're, since we're on the topic, like where do you draw the line, right? What do you eat and what do you don't eat? It's just whatever you people decided and made acceptable. That's it. Well, a quick diversion. My mate lives in Norway now, and 
he posted photos of him eating whale. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you guys? Have no, you guys I mean, like? You I, I, eat grew up, I grew up. Uh, with we had our own cow, and back then I couldn't even imagine you know <laughs> killing that cow to eat. Raping like, the cow. It's a cow. You know this this thing provides milk and it's happy and cute. Yeah, you know you eat beef. Well, I used to I used to work I used to work with a girl who actually um she actually said that her family had a farm and they had this old cow and they decided okay we're actually gonna slaughter Poor the cow Daisy. and cook it for Christmas. <laughs> well, you know yeah why not? And, then, like, and she was like. Well, was so sad, but she was so But delicious. how is that, like... <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know if I should... It's like, Homer, it's like Homer when he's crying about... I think it's like a lobster. Um, he's got that pet lobster. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's and He's awesome. crying, but he's, as he's sucking I, the lobster. Yeah, I used to have... I used to... When, when yeah, I grew up, awesome. um, we we got three... When I grew we up? We got three duck eggs. Um... <laughs> And we ended up putting them under under a chicken because the chickens were hatching eggs as well, and they grew. And I, completely coincidentally, um, I was there when they began to hatch, and the chicken wasn't there; it was just me. And I'm like, "Holy smokes! Like these things are hatching." You sat on the eggs and and, and, and because I was there, I didn't realize at the time that ducks actually imprint to whatever they see. It doesn't matter if it's a dog, a cat. Human, no, like all animals do that. All animals ducks, do that. Ducks, ducks more than, more than heaps of other animals. No, no, all animals. All yeah, animals. but ducks are all like renowned for this stuff. And I didn't know that, okay. so I became fight, their de- fight, fight, I became fight. their de facto mother. So I would have to take them everywhere, feed them. So you're great if I didn't know that. Versus father. No, no, I was a mother. <laughs> I was a father. I was a mother. I was a motherly figure. I took well, good care of them. Just getting it back. Just getting it back to the episode. Mike was just channeling Lenny in this scene. Yes. So what we see is Lenny comes up to Joe, and his big plan is that he's in drag. He looked smoking. And he's going to be Joe's wife. Smoking. He he actually looked like he... (laughs) It kind of suited him. It did. (laughs) He looked really good. (laughs) Scary thing is, I never realized how skinny Lenny was until this whole scene. He always wears, like, semi-baggy clothes. so skinny. Yeah. And all I wrote is Lenny and drag blank me. lift, bro. I was, wait, 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 no, wait why did you write Lenny blank? I said F me. Lenny and drag, F me. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> this episode's going to keep going. Okay, so my whole point here is, just hearkening back to Robbie, this is a guy who invented cloning machine. This is the guy who invented a digital fart machine, as we all believe it's called. Mm-hmm. And Robbie thinks that he, this is sorry. His- one of those one of those things is not like the other. <laughs> True. <laughs> One's a little bit more impressive than the other one. <laughs> How is this his best idea ever? This is the most idiotic well, idea. Because ever. when you're a genius, I think she was. She mm-hmm. was. I think she was referencing. Sorry, Mike. I think she was referencing Lenny's best prank idea ever, not his best. Overall idea. Well, I, th- so, I actually think like it's the best idea ever. Because when, when you're such a genius that you come up with all these amazing gadgets and whatnot, this is so left field and so unexpected. It's just genius. You know what I thought was going to happen? I thought Robbie was going to come and then walk into the room or something and then Lenny walks out, like in the same outfit. Uh-huh. Like when the people arrive or whatever. But obviously, it doesn't work with the punchline of no. this episode. But anyway... Um, 
so then we find out that the ferals have set his, Joe's house on fire through burning his cake. No, I, no it's because he left um, it, I thought. It's because he left it. Yeah, he yeah. left the cake. Wasn't well, what were the ferals doing? Um, I don't remember, but they well, weren't what involved What was Mixie Body and Darren doing? Yeah, what what did they do then? What were they doing in the house? Uh, They're ruining the cake, cake. remember? Oh, uh, no, they were organising a new cake. Yeah, no, they, no, they did, because they, they came... They came yeah, they brought out a cake. They they ruined the cake. They ruined Joe's cake by oh, setting it too hot. So they could bring another cake. Right? And then gets the other cake. So then Ooh. they've got another cake to go, oh, you guys, seriously. No, I didn't put <laughs> two, did two together. I. I thought that Joe was distracted. Well, I guess <laughs> neither of us can work for CSI now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, and they they bring a new cake, and the cake has got Mixie in it, like, and she's she's in the so, outfit which they show for like two seconds, by the way. So wait, sorry, sorry, the ferals set fire to Joe's apartment. They try that's, to. <laughs> that's insane. I know. Well, they turned up the oven so hot. Oh, that's what the fire did. It's like someone's got the oven so hot that it's you know yeah. caught on fire. And they or did get beaten up a little earlier on. So uh. now, can I just say about the firemen? They look weak as piss, yeah. man. Oh. <laughs> I'm like sure they like use real fire. They sorry. They bowl over. They bowl over Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. I like that. And he's like, awesome. well, what, what, did, what did he say, Leonard? That's a funny name for a lady, isn't it? <laughs> now, what I don't get is Robbie. Is she in on the prank with the ferals? Because she goes in to try to rescue the cake. Now, I don't know why she's trying to rescue the cake, or it's trying to save Joe's she's, house. She's in the prank. No. Okay. Well, because she is completely covered in soot in this scene, which is an important setup. Yes. Um, it looks like she'd, like, had... I don't know if there's anything more than third-degree burns, but it looks like she was had a face burn. Well, it looked like a... I oh, see, uh, I didn't have it that. It looked like a fire burn. <laughs> I wrote, okay. She was black, like, she was... No, she was covered in soot, but, like, she looked, like, head-to-toe burnt. Yeah, well, and what I wrote here is Robbie in blackface. She looks like she's in blackface. What's <laughs> with you two and, and black music, blackface? <laughs> it looks like blackface. It doesn't. Are you serious? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's like, it's like this, this <laughs> obsession people have with trying to find racism everywhere. It had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm not saying it's racist. I'm saying it looks like blackface. It didn't look like blackface at all to me. <laughs> Are you blind? No, I just think... I don't associate <laughs> it like that. She went in there, she got burned, she came out. I don't... It's a totally different thing. I don't I don't know. No, I, I didn't see that. Did okay. you see that, Swinney? <laughs> All right, I think we've... I think we've hit... I think we've hit a nerve there. Let's move on. <laughs> so, um, Joe... Yeah, the fireman goes in, saves Lenny, and drop, drops... I, I typed, fireman saves Lenny, drops her in Joe's eyes. <laughs> Which is true. It's true. Um, yeah, so we've all got them collected. So we've got Robbie and Blackface. The Ferals are there. Keith and Kylie are there, yes. I think. They're still hanging around, I maybe. Think they were, yeah. Um, and then. The final reveal. In comes the Musk Oxen. I can't remember the, what the Musk Oxen leader is called. Wait, Joe, wait. Joe, Joe goes it. nuts before this. He just starts Does going. It? Wow, Moo like he starts saying, trying to say musk oxen, but he's saying all these weird words and everything. Yeah, he just goes nuts. He freaks out. Trying to yeah, and by the way, chance. he's got this big puffy hat on and antlers and he's got everything going on. I forgot it about looks, that. He looks great. Yeah, it looks funny. Um, so yeah, we can hear this, this character coming in. 
I can't remember what the chants are. They're pretty weird. I've got them like, lined up, but is it? I remember it's like yeah. Well, the whole thing was musk I like uh, the Harry Krishna. I think it's and I could hear antlers raised, deer be praised, moo moo moo. It's the Morgan Muskin. It's the Frogan Smuggin. Quick, everyone! Act natural! <laughs> <laughs> I told you, he goes nuts. He's sp- right. like speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he's channeling in German or something. It sounded like that. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of it sounded like he was about to drop an F bomb or something. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so we got the musk oxen coming. And it turns out, like, then it's it, basically there's one scene, and then it just flips to another shot where Radis is sitting on the porch again. Like, in a full-body shot, uh, and he's wearing the musk oxen hat, and he says, oh, he's played a prank on everyone. Now, and you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very likely dense. <laughs> I did not pick up... I did not see this uh, coming. What? What? I, for some reason, I did not see this coming. I did not. From, <laughs> what are you from talking about? From the moment about? he said, I've retired from that see. kids game. I'm like, he's going to prank my first night. I had no idea that Radis was the person who did the whole mask oxen thing. I had no what? idea. That's, that's what? why John loves. I cannot yeah. believe that you did not think that he was behind it. I had it. no idea. When they were saying. It actually shocked me. <laughs> so Joe actually said they contacted me out of nowhere after. And then he also said that no other group would take him. I I I heard all that. <laughs> I actually took I took a. Let me just say I took a very detailed notes for this episode. I still do. Wow, this is, it was like you watched an M Night Shyamalan film. Shyamalan. Yeah. It was. It was like what the twist. <laughs> <laughs> I see dead people. What? Um. Okay. Wow. That that blows my mind. What I will say is, I, for me, I was like, yeah, hundred percent. He's behind the musk ox and stuff. By the way, it spells Radis backwards. Um, but what I didn't realize was the actual prank that he pulled. So they all turned around and said, Oh, what are you talking about? You had the policy that, you know, you wouldn't play a prank on Joe. And he said, you know, yeah, that runs out at midnight. And then they're all like, Oh no, but it's one minute past. So it's not April Fools anymore. You can't do this on April Fools. And then he's like, oh, I changed all the, all your calendars to be the day before. So it's actually April Fool's today. I, so that part I didn't I thought, get. I, no, I thought it was brilliant. I, that was me, good. That was one of the, the best that, things. I loved it. That, that was really good. That right. was really good. Prankception. So I, I'll pay that. That, that, that bit, I was like, oh, I didn't get that. But now, Rad- but one Rad- thing, with this- one thing I want okay, to say, good. Lenny looks at his watch and goes, yep, he's right. Why does he have the watch? Is he not looking at it normally? No, but like he can look down on the uh, watch, and the watch I is obviously set correctly. I, I still. never used to look at the date on my watch ever, which is why really? it was always off because you, the, it wouldn't adjust for the thirty thirty one day thing or Feb. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got after a few like months, that. it was completely out of whack. Um, yeah, but okay. his his was actually correct. So yeah, that but that's true. Really his, work, his watch was correct, and all day he's saying that he didn't look at his watch one time, and it's say thirty or yeah, thirty one, whatever. Yeah, it okay, be. let's. Well, he was so wrapped up in the prank, so. Mm, yeah. But but um, I'll yep. just say when Radis was wearing the musk oxen hat thingy, 
I don't know. He kind of looks like. Uh, do you guys remember the Dave Chappelle sketch where he dresses up as Prince? Oh yeah. Uh, by he the way, like I was saying that he was looking like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked like Dave Chappelle as Prince, and I was expecting him to go like, "It's the shirts versus the blouses." <laughs> <laughs> that Chappelle's awesome. <laughs> That's seriously the best sketch in uh, history of the Charlie TV. Murphy one. Was the um, yeah, Rick, Rick James, James, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, a lot of Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, okay, I'm so, like, all over the place. Uh, all right, Joe, Joe <coughs> basically says, I'll kill you, rat. Yeah, and he kind of, like, is frozen, because obviously they're like, oh, wait here, like, before you're going to strangle him or something. He's got his hands out. Did you guys see that? He's got yes. his hands on, like, yeah, he's yeah. about to strangle him, but he's just, like, paused and frozen. Looks so awkward. I'm pretty pretty certain this is actually the second mention of kill in this episode. I can't mm. remember the first one, but... Uh, Moddy said, I think I'm going to kill you. Moddy, yeah. Yeah. That's... This is a kid's show. <laughs> I will kill you. That's not like, I'll get you. <laughs> I don't yeah, but it's so true. I'll okay. kill you. I'm, like, desensitized. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, though. Like, we, we joke around about... about the fact that this is a kid show and politically put it political correctness and all that but has it really had such an impact on people in the end has crime rate really gone up as a result of stuff like that it hasn't really i was literally watching this episode going i didn't even know in a way i would let my young kids watch this but, but why it's so not violent. That's the thing. like every reaction is about smashing people like, you do something wrong, you smash it on the head. Heads. Yeah, but I mean, we watched all that stuff. Oh, People watched all that stuff. Has it really had a negative impact? Or are we just being way too conservative about this stuff, trying to overprotect people? Well, I wouldn't, they I wouldn't don't need describe that myself as a perfect person. Well, like, you are pretty violent. <laughs> well, you, you grew up so. on the ferals, of course. And you did watch the show, <laughs> therefore, okay. yeah, correlations right. there. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so moving on. Let, Was there anything that I, we I've... wanted to cover in the episode? Nope. No, um, we should we should wrap things up so that I can get into my uh, my activity. Ah, yes. Yep. Okay. So, do you want to do the ratings and then we'll finish Six. with your activity? Yep. Oh, okay. Mike jumped <laughs> the gun, so Mike is a six. Uh, I'll go next. I gave it a five. I was gonna go. With um, I kind of gave it an extra point just because of the radis trick at the end because I thought that was actually legitimately clever. Um, how about you, Swinny? I'll give this episode Whoa. a three. Okay. Yeah, I it it had some moments, but it to me it had so much potential. Yeah, but even the plot twist because normally plot twists like that you'd think would push you over the edge and make you think that's well, that such, shocked, wow, shocked me. That's twist. probably why I didn't get a two. <laughs> you expect to get a two, but it's kind of weird. I feel like, and I think we've all agreed, we almost need to go back. Like once we finish the first season or the second season and re-evaluate some of the episodes, mm. like keep the original ratings, but maybe have revised ratings. Um, because for instance, I don't, I, I'm probably sure that this episode is still better than some of the other episodes I might have given a four earlier, potentially. Um, the biggest problem here is I kind of didn't laugh that much in this episode. And it, no. it had so many setups. Like, there's so many opportunities. It could have been funny. And it just wasn't, didn't hit the mark. On so. the other hand, Joe's acting anyway. was brilliant. So. Yeah, Joe saved this episode, man. Massively. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to Swinney's game. What is it, Swinney? Okay. Now, I got you guys to give me about, I think, 30 or so uh, Nouns and adjectives like and adverbs and 
And Grandma, Grandma lessons. For nothing. For nothing. It was all a joke. <laughs> was it? <laughs> you kind of wish it was, didn't you, at this point? I don't know anymore, man. I, I think just, it'd be funnier okay, if it was. Anymore. No, no. Okay, no, I okay. think it'd be funnier if right. that was the end I of it. I don't know who I am. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <go> okay. <laughs> now, um, this could go either two ways, really, really good, or fall on its face. All and right. it's all the best part is it's all dependent on the words okay. you guys chose. Okay. So, <coughs> what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to run through this episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But uh, think of this as a precursor to writing our own Ferrell's episode. Yep, true. Extended universe. Certain certain words have been substituted with certain okay. other words. Okay. So, are we ready to watch... Uh, oh, sorry, watch. To listen to this <laughs> I'm ready uh, episode to watch of it. the Ferrell's. Let me, put on, okay. let me put on my glasses. Okay, go. <sighs> All right. I'll try to get through this as quickly as possible. <laughs> As the episode begins, Medigliana and Mixie attempt to play a joke on Darren by waking him up with a bunch of iPhones. Being a heavy sleeper, the iPhones take a while to work, but eventually Darren falls down on top of them, leaving poor Mixie with bent boobs. The ferals then fly into Lenny and Robbie's apartment in an attempt to put their replica toe in the fridge to scare the humans. Damn toe, there could have been so many better options. Lenny isn't fooled by their prank, and the next morning he tries to use the same joke on Rennie. Oh, Rennie. On Robbie. <laughs> I was Rennie. like, what? Ren and Stim. Rennie. I think I actually... That's, that's they're a couple, Robbie and Lenny. My note, my note actually says Rennie. That's what I actually read as That's Rennie. their couple name, Rennie. And, Rennie. <laughs> and, and asks Lobby. her to fetch a bottle... Asks her to be- fetch a bottle of beer from the fridge. Yeah. Robbie grabs a bottle of beer off the counter and instead... Attempts to trick Lenny to zapping him using a cool new country music Mm. handshake. I was so hoping for black music handshake. (laughs) Joe Joe comes into the room wearing a hat on his head adorned with giant elbows, saying that he wants to join the international (laughs) the international order of ass crack honey (laughs) badges. That's good. Now, has that ever been that sentence ever been uttered in the English language? Ever. <laughs> I want to join the order of the ass crack honey badges. <laughs> Joe then gets scared by the tone in the fridge and zapped by Robbie's country music handshake. Later on, Robbie is setting up a bucket full of liquid nitrogen on top of the door, but Lenny catches her in the act. He's holding Robbie's purple towel behind his back, which he smothered in blended Barney, in revenge for filling up his headphones with cocaine. <laughs> Robbie then com- Robbie then complains that if they keep this up, they're going to. <laughs> Robbie then complains that if they keep this up, they're going to masturbate. Oh, each other. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, Darren and Mixie are concocting a new practical joke using kicking powder as they want to play a trick on the mischievous Keith Urban and Kylie Minogue. Oh. You guys fell into my trap on that one. Thank you very much. That was awesome. <laughs> Lenny pretends that he's a pest terminator. Two. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm taking off the two. Oh, yeah. Causing the ferals to panic and Darren to fall into the kicking powder, calling all, causing all the ferals to kick uncontrollably. Joe bumps into Radis, who is wearing a fantastic white jumper. Radis tells Joe that he wouldn't want anything to ruin his party with the ass crack company. 
this is like Cards <laughs> Against Humanity. The, it's awesome. I went, when, you, when you guys said that, I lost it. Um, and proceeds to jo- sell Joe brainstorming insurance. Joe promptly pays up. <laughs> Robbie. It's such a weird concept, brainstorming insurance. <laughs> Robbie lures the ferals in by pretending to help them escape the pest terminator and locks him in Mike's penis. Okay. <laughs> Back in the apartment, Joe walks in and shock. The bucket full of liquid nitrogen drops onto his head, covering from head to toe. Ouch! That sure that would hurt. It's okay, you wouldn't feel it. Joe then proceeds to wipe. Yeah, Joe then proceeds to wipe his face with a towel full of blended Barney. Joe then asks Robbie if she can help him out by pretending to be his darling. The ferals escape Mike's penis, but Darren and Mixie have trouble putting pulling Medigliana out because she's too gigantic. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Nice hey uh back back in the apartment, Robbie refuses to be Joe's darling, but Lenny gets an idea. Ho ho when Lenny is talking to Robbie about being Joe's darling, Joe puts on Lenny's headphones for some unknown reason, consequently smearing cocaine all over his ears. <laughs> we we rejoin the ferals during their attempt to catch Keith Urban and Kylie Minogue using a whale trap, but it fails and catches Joe instead. <laughs> Back in the apartment, Robbie shows <laughs> Robbie shows different gimp suit options to Lenny. <laughs> Told you there'd be bondage. Who seems hesitant to the idea? <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> By the way, I did not, other than changing a couple of leading words, I did not change the sentence at all. So Len- Lenny truly was hesitant to the gimp suits. <laughs> Radis, still wearing his fantastic white jumper, thinks Joe's face full of blended Barney is funny and tells him that this event isn't covered by his, by his brainstorming insurance policy. <laughs> Ferrells return to the shed, but they can't get in. They bust down the door in a court in a trap by Keith Urban and Kylie Minogue. Joe shows up, falls over, and gets a face full of Medigliana's Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that sounds like an awesome euphemism. <laughs> Joe, Joe loses it. I'm going to start hey, saying baby. that. Show me your Statue of Check Liberty. Show me my Statue of Liberty. Praise. Joe loses, yeah, Joe loses it and contemplates the ferals victoriously, <laughs> which I think is brilliant. Radis then randomly shows up in his fantastic white jumper and laughs like a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what T-Rexes laugh like. Did the, mm, you were can dinosaurs laugh? Uh, prob- probably not. Anyway. Well, dogs don't laugh. No, nothing else <laughs>, laughs, right, apart from monkeys and humans. Dolphins? Dolphins? I think they yeah, do laugh. No, maybe they do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> That's Mike's uh, impressions. I love it. Okay, we're, we're nearing the end yeah, of this uh, recap. So back in Joe's closet, yeah. he's preparing. He's preparing for the ass crack honey baby party. <laughs> Sounds like a Tom Cruise party. <laughs> by we- <laughs> by wearing his impressive elbow hat when Kylie Minogue suddenly appears. <laughs> She mo- <laughs> she motions for Joe to lift up a serving cover and he's shocked to find Keith Urban's decapitated head with an Ooh. ear in his mouth. <laughs> Kylie Kylie Minogue calls Joe a butcher, a Keith Urban killer. <laughs> 
Keith Urban spits out the ear, shouts April Fools and runs off with Kylie Minogue. (laughs) Alright, let's finish this. Much to Joe's shock, Lenny then shows up to act as Joe's darling. Mm. Joe's wearing the gimp suit he picked out with Robbie and promises not to sit in anybody's lap. (laughs) (laughs) Which he actually said. I'm surprised we didn't Yeah, he did say that. He did say that. That was good. Robbie then appears to take an incriminating foe of Joe wearing the elbow hat and Lenny wearing the gimp suit. Joe is certainly not impressed. Joe then smells helium. The lightsaber is burning. (laughs) Jenny, <laughs> so Jenny, God, get Lenny. Is that Joe and Lenny's couple name? Jenny. <laughs> okay, okay. Lenny grabs a helium extinguisher and accidentally sprays it all over Joe's face. God, that could have been so much better. Yeah. The helium brigade then show up and save Lenny from the helium, dropping him into Joe's safe arms. To conclude the episode, Radish shows up, laughs like a T Rex. And reveals that it was him who created the ass crack honey badges all along. Yeah, very well. April Fools, bitches. That was awesome. <laughs> cool, cool game. That was good. And I can't believe the that was pest more Terminator actually made perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, that was yes, good. Yes, that's. I was hoping. I was hoping that you wouldn't say any movie other than Commando, Predator, Terminator, <laughs> or like Conan the Barbarian. As I said, if it failed, it was because of your words. So you guys can give yourself a round Yay. of applause. Well done. Yeah, no, nah, I think it did fail. I don't think our no, words I think were some were enough. pretty good. Some some work really well. I don't know. Ask crack that's, honey that's badges. That, yeah, awesome. okay. the order. Of if I ever started a secret badges. society, that's what I would call it. <laughs> I, could you just imagine the logo? <laughs> <laughs> He's snorting. And then it's just, the slogan would be just like, the ass crack, honey badges, don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, I'm just going to also say that I'm so happy that it was, I'm so happy, I decided to do this before I watched the episode. Yep. I'm so happy it was a crap episode, so I could at least try to improve it. That's true. That's true. That, honestly, that's that was funnier than the episode, by mile. This was episode 14. Next episode's episode 15. Really? And we're... Br- Yep, so, and that's the last episode of the first season. So, we've got something planned for after episode 15 that we'll reveal at the start of the next episode, which is season's greetings. Emphasis on the greed. Anyway, uh, bye for now. Goodbye. Bye-bye.